By the end of the film, Indy's costume is still fairly clean. That tells you <laughs> oh all you need to know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Does it? Kid, we're not making that kind of movie. <laughs> Light on danger and peril, this 100% cheesy family-safe comedy is an embarrassment to the two aggressive, superior films before it. He goes over a cliff in a tank? Connery's in it for the money. You can almost see the dollar signs in his eyes. Ford is bored. (laughs) (laughs) Avoid. Oh, come on. What? That's so mean. That was a one-star review from IMDb. Hello, and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Andrew. Greetings. And Steven. hey yo. And in this week's episode, we're reviewing Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. Excellent film. Let's go. This wow, movie, just tell us what you think about it already. I just, I'm going to give it away for <laughs> he's, free. He's then. showing that hand early. <laughs> this movie deals a lot with relationships between a father and a son. Obviously, yeah, I have uh-huh, that dynamic. Right. So we thought before getting into our thoughts on this movie, we would go other, you know, over some of our other favorite father-son stories sure. through media, yeah. right? So who wants to lead us off on this? I'll start. Let's go for it. So I chose the 1995 Disney animated film, The Goofy Movie. Let's now we've, go. We've talked about this film before on the cast in some other earlier segments or whatever. It's yeah. a long time ago at this point, um, I think. It was. So we're just going to talk about it again because yeah. I love this film. Talk I'm about low. it. Go for and it. the... The core, you know, I'll say conflict of the entire film is basically between Goofy and yeah. his son, Max. It's that Max is a terrible son and Goofy's a great dad. As you get older, that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. right? When you're younger, you always side with Max. You're like, he just wants to go to a concert. Yeah. What's the big deal? He's supposed to go unattended <laughs> to this very dangerous place with a bunch of strangers. Across the entirety of the Yes. Yeah. Uh, so here's the synopsis. Though Goofy always means well, his amiable clueless, cluelessness and klutzy pratfalls regularly embarrass his awkward adolescent son, Max, when Max's lighthearted prank on his high school principal finally gets his longtime crush, Roxanne, to notice him. He asked her on a date. Max's trouble, uh, Max's trouble at the school convinces Goofy that he needs um, a, you know, a bonding cross-country fishing trip. Yeah. And uh, as you do, father son fishing trip. Let's go. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, basically that throws a kink in Max's plans to date Roxanne and hilarity ensues. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, man. And there's so much more in that than just what you said. There, there really is. But um, so essentially, Max wants to go to a concert. His dad wants to um, go on a fishing trip, father son bonding time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. essentially, Goofy's kind of the antagonist in this film. Oh, he absolutely is. He is in a way. Yeah. yeah. From Max's perspective, who is your main character. But he does yeah. mean well. He's not an antagonist. No, today, like, no. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All he wants to do is connect with his son the whole time and the biggest thing about this film is like you know depending on your age of watching this you actually take a lot of different things away from it mm-hmm. yeah which i think is really shows how well this film was crafted um, back in 1995 because they really put a lot of time and effort into this and unfortunately didn't do fantastic as a success for like disney itself right yeah um but the the emotional core of the film is really there especially whenever you know you obviously get to like the really big heavy hitter moments and later in the film yeah and i mean like it really does hit you know i don't have a son but you you really can empathize with uh with goofy like as this as the (laughs) film goes on that max is you know he's a teenager and he's gonna do what teenagers do and which is generally always be a jerk 
you know? Yeah. Uh, but if for whatever reason you haven't seen this, it's a fantastic, just great animated adventure film. Yeah. And um, good road trip. We've we've talked about road trips pretty recently. Yeah, uh, with some other films, but uh, and some great music too. Oh, some fantastic, fantastic mu- music! Yeah, like just listen to this. So that's yeah, like Ted how- Campbell, not Michael Jackson, that people kind of thought. It they was they wanted, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm um, sure that's who they like based that. Well, character I mean, that's around. definitely yeah, who they based is. the character yeah. on. Yeah. And um, he's the he's basically like that's the finale song. He's, he's the pop star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Killer song, like oh, music so, throughout, throughout. Like not song. even because it's still a musical, so you have like other songs peppered throughout. Mm-hmm. Totally worth watching if you haven't seen it, or if you haven't yeah. seen it in a while. Like I want to go watch it now. Yeah, so. if you saw it as a kid <laughs> yeah. and you haven't watched it since, you should absolutely go check it out now as yeah. a grown up. Because you'll, you, yeah, you will definitely empathize with other characters as you oh, kind of go. The story's over, yeah. totally different. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Stephen, you want to go next? Year? I'm no, gonna go. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go last on this one. Okay, so <laughs> I picked the 2018 video game God of War. Oh, now oh, this this game has a media today. Yeah. This game is a, uh, so just for a, a summary, right? This God of War is a third-person action-adventure game developed by Santa Monica Studio and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Released for the PlayStation 4 in April of 2018. Uh, the game is the eighth installment in the God of War series, if you count spinoffs, prequels, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, uh, and is the sequel to 2010's God of War 3. Okay. So that's so eight years since 4. they've had, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually, um, so it's, it's kind of like a soft reboot, basically okay. of the series. So if you know what's happened in the series before you get like extra context, yeah. but you don't have to, this is a you perfect ha- yeah, onboarding you can, point. Yeah, you can start from totally here. different tone, totally mm-hmm. different gameplay. Well, not totally, but a lot different. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a reboot. Um, and so unlike previous games, which were based on Greek mythology, this one is based on Norse mythology. Oh, okay. Uh, and the majority of it's set in ancient Scandinavia in the realm of Midgard. Mm. Uh, for the first time in the series, there's two protagonists, Kratos, the former Greek god of war, who yeah. remains the only playable character, and his son, Atreus. Okay. Uh, so following the death of Kratos' second wife, Faye, who is Atreus' mother, uh, the two embark on a journey to fulfill her request that her ashes be spread at the highest peak of the Nine Realms. So Kratos keeps his troubled past a secret from Atreus, and along their journey, they come into conflict with monsters, gods of the Norse world. Now, you don't play as the kid. No. Yeah. Uh, So I don't want to get too far into any spoilers, Mm -hmm. because I I really do love this game, and I'm I'm currently playing through the the new one that just came out, uh, the sequel to this. Yeah. Um, But, like, it it really delves a lot with that father-son dynamic and Mm -hmm. how hard... It can be. It can be, yeah. And like, uh, you know, similar to like what we'll see in this movie, um, there's a lot of like reluctance, and especially on the part of Kratos, who in the original God of War games was very much like hit, hit the depth of his character was has muscles, can scream, <laughs> yep, you know, like, like we'll, mad we'll about kill. death of his family, yeah. yeah. Go, there you go, you know? yeah. And so this one really does a more. It, it, it does so much in the the facial motion capture and the mm-hmm. acting of the, the, the voice actors and stuff yeah. of like just conveying um, a lot of emotion just through like facial expressions and, and gestures. So like there's this one part where uh, it's early in the game where he wants to like uh, console Atreus and mm-hmm. like he's not looking at him and he reaches his hand out and then doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, and like it just hits you. Like, oh, like he don't know how to be a dad. <laughs> and then you get to see their bond grow throughout the, uh, the game. Yeah. The other thing I really like about it, and this is like, tangent a little bit but 
like they the entire game is basically one shot. So like all the cutscenes don't cut and then start a cutscene. Mm-hmm. The camera just pans out, and when it does, it's like a handy cam. Like it moves around in one shot. Oh, that's cool. Looking at everything, oh, wow. and, back, and then comes back hmm. behind the character, and then the game picks back up. Okay. And so it never breaks. Like there's no if you were to play the game from start to finish, which I don't think probably doing one session without a lot of Red Bull. A lot of Mountain Dew, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it would just be one, technically one continuous, you know, yeah. shot throughout, which is really cool. But yeah, watching their their story and how they grow and interact is like fantastic. Because a lot of times when you have a, a secondary character in a video game, it's like, oh, I got to protect this thing. Yeah. I've got to like, you don't have to worry about Atreus. It's not one of those situations. Yeah. So like if you're, I, I've tried to recommend this to a buddy of mine at work who has a son. And he's yet to play it. And I'm like, I don't have a son. And I was like deeply moved by this story. <laughs> like, you have a son. Yeah. You would probably lose your mind in this mm-hmm. game. You would bawl your eyes out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if anyone has a PlayStation 4 or 5 and has not played the 2018 God of War reboot, definitely check it out. Cool. Steven? Okay, so we have done film. We have done video game. Mm-hmm. How how about I come in with door number three graphic novel? Sure, Ooh. bring out the print. They're gonna be like the back of a cereal box. <laughs> 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 Two cans. Captain Sam Crunch's son. <laughs> uh, so we are gonna get a little heavy with this one, uh, but we are gonna tie this into Last Crusade because it does involve Nazis. Okay. Okay. So my choice for this is Mouse. Mouse. Ooh, mouse. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't I'm familiar. Either. I'm familiar with it, but I've never read it. Okay, yeah. well, well, one, I'm going to preface the thing. You need to read this. This is, and I, yeah. it's not how to sugarcoat it. This is hard reading. Mm-hmm. So for everyone who isn't aware, uh, so this is a graphic novel and uh, by Art Spiegelman. And it depicts Spiegelman interviewing his father about his experiences as a Polish Jew and Holocaust survivor. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the framing story is literally him, you know, going and, and like they have kind of a rough relationship. Like he's an adult now, you know, married, mm-hmm. et cetera. But they have kind of a rough relationship, you know, strained childhood. He never really could connect with his dad yeah. because he doesn't understand. Yeah. Right? He doesn't know where he's coming from and he never talks about these things. Yeah. His mother's passed away and his father, you know, in his grief when it happened, burned all of her journals. Oh, wow. So all the history there is gone. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of his last-ditch effort of, I, w- I need to know. Yeah. What, yeah. what was it like? So the frame story is him, you know, going to visit his dad at his place and talking to him. And, like, you, you get all the history of their relationship just from their interactions in there and like mm-hmm. how his father behaves. And then as the actual story starts to unfold of, you know, his father at the outbreak of World War II and, you know, going to Auschwitz, mm-hmm. et cetera, uh, you know, art begins, the son begins to really learn, like, where some of these things are coming from, you know, what, what experiences yeah. are driving this yeah. behavior, why he is like this, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it starts with him always being very frustrated with his dad. And as it goes, like, he begins to get bigger and bigger understanding mm-hmm. of why why yeah. everything yeah. is the way it is right and it is again it pulls no punches yeah uh, it's a very interesting style uh and that it's fairly simplistically uh animated it's like well, it's the, the it's drawn in like a yeah it's not cartoony but it's definitely it's, simplistic it's, it is simplistic yeah and yeah. again it's it's, but it's still powerful imagery i've seen some, oh, yeah, some stuff from it it's yeah. it's entitled Mouse, which you know, M-A-U-S, right? M-A-U-S, which is yeah. the German for mouse. Uh, basically, the Jews are all represented as mice, mm-hmm. and the Germans as cats. Yeah, and I think the Poles are pigs, and 
the Americans once they finally get their dogs, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so it, it can very if if the you know cover of it didn't just have a giant swastika on it, it could very easily be interpreted as oh well maybe it's for kids. Yeah, it's not <laughs> right. for kids. Um, yeah. So this this came out. Uh, it was first released as like a serialized comic and then collected into two volumes. One released in '86 and one in '91. Mm-hmm. So it's the first graphic novel to ever be awarded a Pulitzer Prize. Oh wow! Back in 1992. Wow. Yeah. So it's it is. Heavy, heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would greatly encourage you if you've ever, you know, been intrigued in any of the history involved in all of this, or you yeah. wanted you know, a more personalized telling of it than just you know like what the History Channel used to be before it was all aliens, yeah, et cetera, <laughs> and pawn stars, right? Yeah, pawn stars. Yeah, uh, I would highly, highly encourage you to check it out. You know, just with the knowledge that hey, it is this is about World War II and the Holocaust. Like this is some serious heady stuff. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's a lot to unpack in there, not just in the history of it, but also in again his relationship with his father and kind of the the unveiling of the story and their relationship throughout. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, it's really powerful stuff. Cool. Yeah, I've always heard that. good stuff. It's been on my list of stuff to get around uh, and reading for a I long mean, time. I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll loan it to you. Yeah, if you got it, bring it. For <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, let's transition <laughs> to a lighter-hearted Nazi story. I don't know. <laughs> We don't get all the really terrible stuff outside of just they're the bad guys. They're the bad guys. Yeah, that's about as far as we get. Here, yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's do uh, a plot summary for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. An art collector appeals to Indiana Jones to embark on a search for the Holy Grail. He learns that another archaeologist has disappeared while searching for the precious goblet, and the missing man is his own father, Dr. Henry Jones. The artifact is much harder to find than they expected, and its powers are too much for those impure of heart. <laughs> that is that is such a lame synopsis. It, it's not the best. They don't want yeah. to give it away. No, I, there's, there's nothing to give away. Basically, there's Indiana Jones you can give away everything. And his dad go on hijinks and try to find the grail before the Nazis. I, also, is his dad an archaeologist? Uh, I don't think he's I, well. I, I don't think he's, he's at least a, doc- a scholar. I mean, he's, he's a, a doctor. doctor. He and he is you know researching these things. I mean, he's Doctor Jones. Yeah, but that doesn't. I mean, but I think they allude to the fact that his dad has traveled and probably done some stuff, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, not like Indiana Jones level, like punching Nazis off well, of tanks. Clearly, because well, no, no, but, but, but like, like when he it may came, have like studied it, stuff on when dig it came sites. time to yeah. find the Grail, their initial contact was Doctor Jones. Doctor Jones. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't you know. Whatever. All right, continue. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, this movie was released on May 24th, 1989, directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Jeffrey Bohm, George Lucas, and Mino Meyes. I hope I'm saying those names right. Music, if obviously. You messed up George Lucas. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> George Jorge <Lucas>. Luca. <laughs> uh, music by John Williams, obviously. Uh, starring Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, Sean Connery as Professor Henry Jones, John Reese davies as Sala, River Phoenix as Young Indy, Allison Duty as Elsa, and Denim Elliott as Marcus Brody. Uh, yeah, which we, we actually just had a film with uh, Allison Duty in it not long ago that we reviewed. Yeah, RRR. Yeah. I did not realize that was her. That was crazy, yeah. That was wild. It's so weird Like that I when I figured that out, I was like, oh, wait. That's Elsa. That's Elsa? Yeah. So this movie had a budget of only $48 million. Only. Yeah, which at the time probably was a lot. Quite a bit of money. Nowadays we're like, that's nothing. Yeah, Yeah. it's nothing. Uh, The box office was $197 domestic with $474 million worldwide. It was a success. Made its money back. It was uh, was like the biggest grossing movie in like a four-day weekend because it was released on Memorial Day at the Mm -hmm. time. And then that record was broken. Like by Ghostbusters two right after that, and then oh, something man. else That's right such after a that. Sad it was film like to a, lose too. Well, it was like there was like three movies that came out. Yeah, like boom, 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 pretty close. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so what are your guys' overall thoughts? I love this film. This is okay. definitely the most the the most watched Indiana Jones film that I've seen, and probably because whenever because it came out in 1989, yeah, around four when I was like four or five because I was born mm-hmm. in 86, uh, that was really when like obviously it came out on VHS and my dad loved this film. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, one because he likes Sean Connery because of James Bond. Yeah, and you know he obviously likes Indiana Jones. John Williams. It's basically just like the best hits of everything that he liked. Yeah, like, so we, right. ju- I mean, we just watched it over and over and over again. And I just, th- this is like Raiders of the Lost Ark is almost like a perfect adventure film. Yeah. I think this is all, like the perfect Indiana Jones film. Mm. Okay. They like perfected the formula. They, they definitely oh, yeah. perfected the formula here. Comedy, action, yeah. um, kind of the mysticism around it. Like, man, it's really good. Yeah. Steven? This is. Uh, by far, uh, to date, that I've seen the most complete Indiana Jones film, and I don't think it's going to be beaten. I'm just gonna throw that out there. When you say complete, what do you mean? Speak on that. As in, it is the when when I say, "Oh yeah, you know Indiana Jones," this is what I see in my mind. The right, quintessential. This is, yeah, Indiana the, the Jones. Pe- yeah. peak Indiana Jones. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, like Andrew already said, you know the action, the comedy, like the way it's mixed back and forth. Uh, you know, some of the drama mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the intense moments that happen in the well, midst of it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you've got some, some really, like, crazy stuff going on here. You know, I mean, we've got, uh, I can't, you know, I've got a spoiler wall and all this other stuff. So I can't really get too deep into it. But, like, yeah. there's, but, uh, well, there, some there's stakes. Some, there's some good stakes, but there's the emotional core of it. And this mm-hmm. is, I think this is why I think this is the best Indiana Jones film. Is yeah. because we have someone else to bring Indy down a peg. Yeah, it, which, uh, which is his dad. So it's yeah. not just that. I think, too, like the first two movies, most of the, the other person that Indy interacts with is, you know, for better or for worse, uh, a, a lady who is basically told to scream a lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And here we actually have, like, real conversations. Yes. It's real back and forth. There feels, like, in Raiders, right, you can tell between him and Mary and there's history. Mm-hmm. And I think they sell it pretty well. Yeah. yeah. But between him and his dad, you feel history mm-hmm. yeah well and it definitely helps that we get just like two lines out of sean connery at the beginning of the film that's mm-hmm. you know nope it can wait and then that's it yep. yeah or you know, like count to you know in latin or whatever uh, yeah and then after that you know exactly the type of person the he dynamic is. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the type of dynamic that happens with them yeah so what, this what about you, Ryan? Is, yeah, I, I think this is probably my favorite Indiana Jones movie. I, I do have a very soft spot for Raiders just because yeah. it was the first I one. I mean, it's a great film. Um, I think watching it this time, like the thing that I noticed, uh, so first off, to get it out of the way, to kind of repeat what you guys said, I think the comedy's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think the dynamic between Sean Connery and Harrison Ford is just immaculate. Mm-hmm. It's like perfect. Like they, they have very yeah. good complementary personalities. Oh, fantastic yeah. chemistry on screen. I can't imagine anyone else being his dad. No, you not know at what I mean? Because they, they tossed around a few other people, and we'll get to mm-hmm. after spoiler wall. But like Sean Connery and Harrison Ford just work perfectly in that role. Yeah. Uh, watching it this time, I, I was kind of surprised. The movie to me is kind of slow. And uh, some of the action is dialed back and is kind of like weaker before they meet up. So like everything before the two, you know, the Jones father mm-hmm. and son get together is fine for me. Okay. Everything after that is incredible for me. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's a fair take. Yeah. It, it, it feels like, um, and again, it's been a while since I've rewatched these movies. Yeah. And so like when I sat down, I was like, 
all right, get to when, when they, you know, they meet up. Cause like some of the opening action scenes I think are a little slow. And I don't know. The boat chase in Venice is phenomenal. That is like the transition into like that, but like the, 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 Opening train with like oh River I think Phoenix. that's fine get out of here Ryan. no it's fine fun. it's fine you know Andrew, it's fine Ryan's just wrong we listen had to boot him out of the podcast you yeah. got your yeah. I let you two blabber on and talk <laughs> okay I'm trying to be balanced here I'm, I love this movie I'm trying to pick at it where I can so I love perfect. this movie find, well you can pick at it just what find I'm saying a is this spot in in at. the front the the I don't like the train sequence it's fine. Uh, it's not my favorite. I feel uh, like it's cut very weird, edited. What like it could have been tightened up in a lot of spots. There's a lot of scenes that linger that could have made it quicker. There's like a couple shots where like they just stay on people's faces for too long. And I'm like, go, this is an action scene. This is not matching the tone of the music. Let's go, let's go. And so for me, the front part of the movie before they, they meet up is mm-hmm. like a little bit too slow. I think that could be like tightened up a little bit faster. It's not that it's bad. Sure. It's just like fine. And then mm-hmm. everything else is like, Ex- excellent. Yeah. So like by comparison, it's like, man, one, once they get together, that whole scene where they meet in the, the um, I can't remember the name of the castle, but like when they, when they, uh, that first scene where they we interact. Got, we got the spoiler wall here, people. Come on. Yeah. Calm down. Don't get too You deep. know, they're going to meet in the movie. That's I know, but don't get too deep, but <laughs> they never meet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, everything, the back half of the yeah. movie is fantastic. Or the back two thirds. Well, I mean, the, the movie starts, once it starts going, it just goes. Yeah. It just like goes. Once it never really stops. Into it. It. The, the music is probably some of uh, John Williams best, yeah. I think. And like, yeah. and we, you know, even in our our Raiders episode, we had an entire topic about just John Williams music. Yeah. And like he, you know, he obviously takes a lot of stuff from the first film and he keeps kind of iterating it into stuff. But there are some really fantastic only in um crusade kind of tracks that yeah. are they're really, really good. Yeah. Particularly whenever the um they're doing like the the tank action set piece. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And there's man, it's just it's great. The, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, the comedy's good, the action's good. This is definitely very Spielberg. It is. Oh, it, yeah. is it is very Spielberg. Um, yeah, and again, I think just the dynamic between Harrison Ford and, and um, Sean Connery is just, like... Uh, it carries. It's, it's great. It carries yeah. the yeah. screen for, for as long as it needs to, right? It could have mm-hmm. kept going if they needed it to. The, I'll definitely say this, too. This is one of probably the most quotable films, definitely out of the out of the whole franchise. Oh, but like, of, yeah, for sure. Like... Yeah. Uh, th- Whenever I'm watching this, and granted, I've seen this a lot. Yeah, but I Junior. can, I can, I can just like basically recite the whole. There's so many lines where uh, I know they're coming up, and I'm excited for. Yeah. Them. Whereas the other ones, yeah, it's like things are happening. You I'm know, sorry, I'm son. Yeah. They got us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no ticket. That's my favorite. no ticket. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so Stephen, would you recommend this movie? Absolutely, and honestly. Going back to Andrew's earlier talk about how this is the most watched because of, like his yeah. dad loved it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So same boat for me, right? I have seen this one by far the most because my parents were huge Connery Bond fans. Yeah. Uh, big Harrison Ford fans. So this was the movie that, that yeah. got on the screen a lot. So to that end, one of the big advantages of this film is you don't have to watch the other two Indiana Jones. Nope. And everything you need is right here. Yeah, kicks off with like they explain like almost in a lot of ways because of the the opening sequence yeah. you get a better understanding of both of them as a character than you do from the other two films. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I think as a standalone, it's totally fine just to put this on. You, you could almost back. put this as the first as the indie first one that you would watch because then you have a little bit more context with like but, snakes but and see, a couple other things. U- yes. Ultimately, though, you shouldn't 
because you're going to be disappointed because the trajectory goes <laughs> down instead of up after that. <laughs> but again, it's it's so good. It could be a standalone film, completely yeah. separate from anything else, and it's good. It's going to be the one you're going to rewatch the most. So you should rewatch it because yeah. it's just. Really, really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Andrew, would you recommend this movie? Hundred <laughs> percent. It sounds uh, like it. I yeah, I love this film. It's great. Uh, definitely my favorite Indiana Jones film um, by by a pretty wide margin. Especially like after watching it again, like to for the review. Yeah, and it's, it's just so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it's like beyond that, it's hard for me to like. It's almost a perfect case study in how to do an action comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of action. There's a lot of comedy and it never has that problem where it veers too far into either. And you have you you have some really great situational comedy, especially towards the end. Yeah. Um, And then but the the best part, though, is, is that once you get past that and you get to the the true finale not the big action set piece to get there you actually you have this really deep emotional core that actually has stakes yeah and that's the that's the big thing is some like a lesser film just wouldn't have just that emotional core because you have these two characters that you know they're family but they they're clearly not on the same page right pretty much the whole film just right. because they live two live two completely different lives. Yeah. What what would about you? Would you recommend this? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I think this is this is a phenomenal film. I think like I said it's it's the perfect example of how to do an action comedy, right? And mm-hmm. how to like not go too far into the comedy realm to where it's just slapstick and it's too, you know, ridiculous and not go too far into the action realm where you neglect the comedy. Yeah. Like the things, there's so much set up and payoff. I'm always about that, you know? Yeah. And then like you say, the emotional core of the film is, is definitely the strongest of the three uh, For movies. Sure. Yeah. Uh, like the second mm-hmm. one, the, to me, the emotional core of the second one is, is short round. Yeah. And so I feel like that is good in that one, but it's not, in as good of a movie, if that makes sense, yeah. right? As mm-hmm. well put together. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I don't think I even need to ask this. Would you rewatch it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, I think you'd rewatch it, it yeah, too. I, mean, I got the laser ten, disc upstairs. Let's go. 10,000%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to crank it up first. <laughs> That's um, actually more accurate than you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, this is the one I watched the least growing up. So I don't have near as much nostalgia for this one. My nostalgia is for Raiders and Temple. Yeah. This one, again, I didn't like it the first time I watched it because crazy. I was a kid oh and gosh. I wanted that temple. Mm. I didn't appreciate the father-son dynamic. Yeah. I didn't appreciate a lot. I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't hate it. It just was like, oh, okay, where's the mine carts? Yeah, where's well, the, I, yeah you know, I think once once you get, as you get older, yeah. it, it definitely has a different kind of feel. Yeah, and like I, I honestly loved Short Round as a kid. And mm-hmm. so him not coming back in the third yeah. one felt weird. I was like, where's Short Round? You know, like... What, did you just get rid of this kid? And then, so for me, it was a lot of that, of like yeah. coming off of Temple, which is emphatically a worse movie than this. Right? Yeah. But it is like, to a kid in the 80s, yeah, it is a sure. very, like, you know, and that minecart chasing in Temple is great. That's great. But, uh, so for me, like, I really only started to appreciate this movie towards, I would say, the late 90s. Like, when I went back mm-hmm. to start rewatching mm-hmm. it and rented it again, it was like, oh, yeah. Ooh, this is really good. And then, you know, now mm-hmm. obviously I, I appreciate it fully or whatever. Yeah. Like you said, it's almost like the best place to start with the franchise. Mm-hmm. So if 
you are on the crusade for the podcast of everlasting content. Oh my gosh. We are your source. <laughs> Go to spoilersintendedpodcast.com. We have all of our existing episodes, newest episode every week. We also have a Discord, Facebook, Social media, links to everything, links to all sorts of stuff. You will not have chosen poorly if you go to this website. (laughs) Uh, So, speaking of Discord, if you want to come and just hang out with us, along with a lot of other listeners, yep, uh, you know, we have channels there where we just talk about, you know, what are you listening to today? What kind of music is is the vibe for the day? Which is great music right now. Uh, Yeah, yeah, spectacular stuff going on right now in the background. (laughs) Uh, But also, you know, hobbies, things like, uh, you know, cooking, what what we're eating. We're all millennials, right? (laughs) Show off off those food photos. Yeah. Look Uh, at the brunch I had. Yeah, you know? (laughs) But we would love to have as many people in there as we could. Just come in. Just talk about whatever's out there. Just hang out. Just hang out. Just hang out. Have fun. Yeah. And also, you know, if you want to follow us on social, that'd be great. We have a Facebook and an Instagram. Uh, We post all sorts of fun stuff over there. But also, once a week, we post what we're reviewing next week. So if you want to listen along, that's a great resource. Get on there and follow us. Okay, let's get into I some just trivia. Listen to that, like, I know. I was gonna say, <laughs> let's just let it play. Like, what are we doing? Okay, so we are now past the spoiler wall, obviously. So if you don't want spoilers for the Last Crusade, get out now. Just, just leave. Escape, escape I mean, if you, if you haven't can. seen this almost forty-year-old film, then I don't know. What yeah, to tell you. surely you have. Thirty-five-year-old film, uh, almost uh, forty. Right. It's let's get, we're, it's we're, there, yeah. we're getting there. No, 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 no. We're splitting hairs. It's old. Okay. <laughs> It's old. It's 34 years old, Ryan. How old does that make you? Yeah, older. 89. Hmm? It came out in 89. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, four. I was I was going the opposite Gotta direction. Do the you're going the opposite. <laughs> now. Math is hard. <laughs> Look, it's late on a Thursday. I've been up since, I don't know, early. Sometime. <laughs> sometime like in like noon. <laughs> Could you imagine? As with other Indiana Jones movies, Harrison Ford did many of his own stunts. According to stuntman Vic Armstrong, he had to pull Ford to one side at one point and ask him, can you let me do some work? Because Ford was doing so much of the action himself, Armstrong later said, if this guy wasn't such a great actor, he would have made a really great stuntman. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty big compliment. I mean, I know Harrison Ford, especially for the Indiana Jones films, he really did want to do Mm -hmm. as much as he possibly could. Yeah. And I I think for on this movie especially, I think it ramped up. Like Mm -hmm. with each subsequent film, I think he did more and more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford nominated River Phoenix to play him as a teenager, having worked with him before on his favorite of his many movies, The Mosquito Coast. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, When describing how he prepared for playing the role, Phoenix explained that he didn't really base his portrayal on Indiana Jones, but on Harrison Ford. So Mm -hmm. he observed Ford out of character before acting his part. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was... I actually really like him as young Indy. Yeah, yeah. he does a really good job. He does job. a great I mean, job. Just do it too bad. I mean, time has passed us by at this point, but you just have a whole you know, young Indiana Jones. It's just him. Right? Yeah. Like, well, so actually, another piece of trivia about that is the prologue sequence featuring young, young Indy is what inspired George Lucas to create the television series yep. The Young Indiana Jones mm-hmm. Chronicles. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Phoenix was asked to play young Indy, but turned it down because he didn't want to return to television. Because uh, again, yeah. back in these days, yeah. you got to think yeah. once you graduate from TV to movies, you don't go back. That was the big yeah, time. You don't go back. You yeah, like yeah. there's TV's, it was not prestige television either. It, Did y'all see the Indiana Jones? No, it's know? not very good. It's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> but it is it is funny how that's kind of changed now, where, like, I still even have that kind of reaction whenever I see, 
like a big name actor that, you know, like I'll say Christina Ritchie. Yeah. And then like she goes and does like TV and I'm like, oh man, she's doing TV now. Right. But like in my mind, like I'm back in like, you know, the early nineties, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. where now because it's all streaming and prestige TV, it's kind of like, oh, that's great because now I just get to see more of them. Well, uh, I think Alec Baldwin, his agent, when he decided to do 30 Rock, was like, this is career suicide. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't go back to television. I think Brian Cranston has a similar story with Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, he had done movies, and they were like, you can't go back to TV. Yeah. And it's like, best decision of his life was yeah, to do Breaking Bad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, let's see. Is there any other good trivia before we get into our thoughts? Um, I'll save a lot of this for as we go through yeah, the yeah. discussion. Pe- sure. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of this is dependent on certain scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, let's go with spectacle. Who spectacle? wants to start us off? Steven, why don't I'll, you kick, I'll it, kick off? it off? Yeah. yeah. I mean, right from the go, we we hammer action, right? We get all kinds of stunts and sequences throughout the film that are great. Uh, you know, going back and looking at like Raiders. Yeah. Right. Where we have the, the Nazi run over in the, with the truck and mm-hmm. it's terrible. <laughs> we have scenes that are pretty comparable to this yeah. that look light years better and this yeah. looks like it's filmed in a different decade kind so of thing um like it definitely i mean it the time that they've spent you know really like honing i'll say ilm and like the special effects pra- a lot of them are very practical and yeah. you know oh yeah it, it just does such a good job and it really shows later in the film during the tank sequence yeah well, well i think too you see also- spielberg's evolution of like learning from raiders to this mm-hmm. and like how to shoot action and stuff but like yeah. the tank sequence but also the boat sequence oh, too. boat sequence like is great. As, as far as i was concerned as a kid like they actually took that boat and ran it up under that propeller like that was just they just did that <laughs> right. in the water right like yeah. that's man. just how boats work yeah so here's a little bit of trivia about that so this movie has the most chase sequences of indiana jones movie not not surprising with six different classic chases Foot, train, boat, motorcycle, plane, and car. <laughs> uh, this is also the camels. only movie. <laughs> yeah. I said no camels. I said no camels. This is the only movie in the franchise to have a boat chase or a train chase. Okay. So I guess the other ones have like tank and truck mm-hmm. and car, you know, but this is, yeah. <laughs> Foot, train, boat, motorcycle, plane, and car. Now that may change in Dial of Destiny because we do see in the trailer that mm-hmm. there is oh, a, a train, train that yeah. they're on. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's going to be considered a chase or not, but. It depends. It's probably know, a chase though. Yeah. What else are you doing on a train, you know? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Fight Murder. snakes? Murder. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, spectacle. Andrew, what do you think? Um, um, the, I, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it mm-hmm. just, it has a much more tactile feel. Mm-hmm. It does. Than, um, than like, I'll say um, Temple of Doom did. Yeah. Where this, like, feels like it's still very much based in reality, where some of the stuff in Temple of Doom feels a little whimsical. Well, there was a lot of stuff in Temple of Doom, both from, like, the, the set design and yeah. that kind of stuff, but also the, the amount of, like, blue screen work and mm-hmm. the amount of, like, that kind of stuff that was yeah. not quite ready for prime time, I feel like. Or like, this, yeah. um, particularly the, the them escaping Germany in the biplane. Yeah, um, that looks still really good. Yeah, even yeah. even we know it's on green or blue screen or whatever. Yeah, it still actually holds up quite well. Yeah, 
Um, comparatively, and, especially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Comparatively to some of the, the earlier ones, particularly the the minecart chase that you mentioned earlier yeah. from Temple of Doom, like you know that it's on a blue screen. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Where where this like you have a really good back and forth, but I I really love some of the punched up um, special effects in the finale when he's going through all of the. Um, uh, I guess the trials mm-hmm. is what, mm-hmm. you know, and then um, you have uh, Walter Donovan whenever he um, drinks that he chooses poorly yep. and uh, and he just ages like immediately. Yeah. And then I don't know. He just like somehow slams against the wall magically. It's kind of like the evolution of the death sequence in Raiders. Right? Yeah, where it, where it it's is. like the melting, but like yeah. they've refined the technique mm-hmm. and it looks much more real yeah oh yeah so on the the special effects there on on one of the things they did so they put like prosthetics on basically his face the actual actor and they basically expanded it to make it look like his eyes were sinking in like instead so like the reverse of what you know okay so they did that and then they had a wig that shot that pushed hair out like a play-doh thing (laughs) (laughs) so when they go to the reverse shot extruder yeah it's like (laughs) the hair comes out and then the uh the puppets or the the you know the the skull face the the three stages of decay they Mm -hmm. they basically took um I think it was like a, a a puppet or whatever, and ILM let it sit out for like months in between, and they like shot that over a long time so it would actually like oh. fall apart. And so then they, they cool. time lapsed yeah. it. They yeah. time lapsed it. Yeah. So they they did like four different types of special effects in that one like ten seconds <laughs> or whatever. You have the in, the new intern like halfway through production, and you're just like, what is that? Don't worry about it, man. Yeah. Just, don't touch just, that. Don't, don't touch, touch that. it. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you do, don't touch it. Yeah, we're taking another shot in a week. Just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. like, you're like six months into this, and they're like, guys, who forgot to put film in the camera? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what, what about you, Ryan? I, so I, I think for me, it's it's a combination of, of, of stuff, right? Like the the action is shot better, mm-hmm, but I think mm-hmm. the film overall is shot better. It, it looks like they're using better cameras, mm-hmm. better film the the like because Raiders as near and dear as it is kind of rough and ready there's Mm -hmm. a couple of of parts where like it it definitely is rough around the edges both because probably budget reasons yeah and and probably technology reasons that they didn't have well well, you have a lot of like clarity yeah like what's happening but also at this point like this is this is uh established you know director and producer Mm -hmm. working on an established ip that's made bank twice now and this is the third go like the, the studio is willing to commit. They're going to put the money mm-hmm. towards yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. I think you really feel that difference. And mm-hmm. so for me of the three movies, this is definitely the most attractive in terms yeah. of polish. For sure. Yeah. Polish. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's move on to performance. Yeah. Andrew, you want to kick us off? On sure. This um, I'll just take go. all the points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll just go ahead and, and just pick my favorite Sean Connery. Uh, he did a fantastic job at, uh, being just kind of like the snarky dad, um, where my, I think my favorite scene with him in the film, outside of I guess maybe the finale, um, is whenever he, um, you know, Indy kind of like crashes into his room and then he beats him over the head with the vase. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then uh, he's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. And he thinks he's talking about him. Yeah. It's, really, it's, yeah. Like, it's a fake. It's a fake. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you can see the cross sections in the middle. And then it, you can just see Indy's face just like completely go dead inside. He's like, yep, that's my dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why we haven't talked. And, and that interaction that you have, art like sets the exact tone how they're yeah. going to interact for the rest of the film is he is so disremoved from his relationship with his son. Yeah. That 
um, because it's not that he doesn't care for him. It's that he just doesn't he doesn't worry about him. Right. It, because he taught himself reliance, how to wash his ears, how to clean his eyebrows, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> clean his eyebrows. <laughs> you keep getting spaghetti in them. How? Yeah. But um, and then at the end of the film, <clears throat> he has, you know, a couple really good moments with with Harrison Ford just on screen after he gets shot, then um, right before they go to Berlin and, um, you know, uh, he slaps Indy for, for blasphemy. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you know, it's, and it, you know, he's like, it's just a book. And it's like, no, it's not just a book. It's the principle of the book, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, and it stands for everything that the Nazis stand against. Yeah. And like in those kind of moments that they have in the film are just phenomenal. Yeah. I completely agree, especially that that opening scene where they first meet. Like, because of the performances of both Connery mm-hmm. and Harrison Ford, like that's almost a perfect scene. Yeah. Like, start <laughs> to finish, the way it begins, all the way to when you know the Nazis come in. It's mm-hmm. like he wouldn't bring the book here, and he's definitely got the book. <laughs> and just that yeah. whole the whole you scene. Adult. Yeah, <laughs> everything from that point in the movie on is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also want to give a a shout out. I'll just go ahead and jump in and do my performance. Go for it. Uh, to uh, Denim Elliott, Marcus Brody, because mm-hmm. Marcus Brody was kind of a, um, like he was almost the serious figure in Raiders. Like he was kind of like the Sean Connery analog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one, he's just a, a, a goofy dolt and I love it. <laughs> one of my favorites though is that scene where, you know, he, he's, if, if, if we're, if you're lucky, Marcus probably already has the gun. Yeah, yeah, he, he knows six languages. It's just going through all this stuff. He's in every town between cuts and, and he's in the middle. Hello? Uh, does anyone <laughs> speak English? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that, to me, that was like great. So like, I want to give a shout out to him. And then I think for me, Harrison Ford too, like of all the Indiana Jones movies, this one feels like, I am comfortable in this character mm-hmm. and you he's know, and enjoying his time doing it. Yeah. And Harrison it, Ford is historically not enjoying most of the things that he does. <laughs> he really, he really hates his lifetime of work as an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to supersede. I'm going to mention someone else. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, Michael Byrne. Uh, he oh, yeah, is, Vogel. yeah, as Vogel, yeah. he's the basically, and I think this is one of the, one of the good reason or one of the reasons why I think this, this film does better than Raiders is that you have a good bad guy in Raiders and Belloc. Yeah. But this one, you have a good bad guy that is evil. Right. And he, he like, you want to punch him in the face and you want to see him get his, get his butt kicked you know i mean that's not to say that belloc isn't evil no <laughs> but he's oppor- he's opportunity no no you're that's thinking that uh, you're, oh that's the, a yeah. that's a yeah um, okay yeah yeah belloc yeah. yeah and that one is definitely not he's yeah, just like, he, kind he's of an opportunistic yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but this you have vogel who is just this you know he's a, a bad nazi and right. you want to watch him just bad just, nazi they're all bad nazis. <laughs> they're all bad <laughs> nazis, but he, he's definitely like extra bad yeah, yeah. He's committed. I yeah. do want to give another a shout out to uh, Julian Glover, um, who played Walter Donovan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not in the movie a whole lot, mm-hmm. but his scenes where he isn't is is, is very you know. Oh yeah, he does yeah. a good job. Also, I didn't realize he was in um, the James Bond movie. Yeah, he had a goatee. Yeah. He looked to me. He looks completely different without the goatee. <laughs> and when I looked at him, I was like, "That's the same guy." Um, <laughs> so uh, a fact about him. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Oh, so when Donovan's wife comes to the study to tell him he's neglecting his guests, 
Uh, the Imperial March, Darth Vader's theme from Star Wars, uh, can be heard playing on the piano in the background. Oh, really? And Julian Glover, who plays Donovan, played General Veers, the leader of the ground yeah. attack yep. forces on Hoth in Star Wars uh, Empire Strikes, Empire Strikes Back. Back. Yeah. And yeah. so that was a, a fun, like, Spielberg mm-hmm. Lucas way to, like, Crossover, throw that yeah. in there. I didn't catch it when I was watching. Now I want to go be, rewatch that section again to see if I can hear the <laughs> Just piano. go rewatch the film. It's fine. I should. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. <laughs> Steven, what did you think about performance? Oh, man. So this is dominated by the Ford Connery Oh, yeah. Relationship. Yeah. Which is good because they have phenomenal chemistry mm-hmm. and despite they're not actually being that much difference in their ages in this and like as <laughs> in know, real, real life people. Yeah. Uh, for this film, but they, they pull off very well. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I, you know, John Reese Davies will always stand out to me. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. His, his little extra bit. He's just that little extra oomph in this film, right? Not, yeah. not a main plot point, but well, and, he's, and he's kind of com- comedy relief, but he's, well, he's reliable enough mm-hmm. as a character to be able to be in action scenes and not be a liability. Except right. for where camels are concerned. <laughs> I yeah. said, no camels. No These camels, camels are for my brother-in-law. For my brother-in-law. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was his car. The car was my brother-in-law's. <laughs> oh, man. The, the comedy in this film is just so good. Well, like, We're like, out of range, and like, then the car just <laughs> explodes. Yeah. Papers, please. Oh, yes, yes. Today's paper. Fresh. Fresh from Cairo. Yes, run. yes. Look, run. <laughs> what? what? Run. run. <laughs> yeah, that whole scene is great. Uh, I mean, there's just so much good. And I think this is one of those two. They were given really good dialogue. Like yeah. They were given good yeah. lines, and they make full use. Like, everybody in this cast makes a full use of that mm-hmm. opportunity, right? Yeah. And hammers it over and over and over again. Uh, another bit, too, is just, again, going back to the dynamic between our two main characters, the bit when they're tied up in the castle mm-hmm. and it's like, dad, what? Dad, what? what? Dad, <laughs> yeah, they keep what? looking yeah, on the wrong, the wrong side. Like, yeah. So like, the, but that whole sequence of them jumping around in the chairs, like they go and they ride through the, uh, the secret passageway mm-hmm. and just, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I find that when I need to do my best thinking, I sit down and a solution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a solution presents itself. itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They just, they got so many good lines and they just nail them over and over and over. And yeah. it just, it, really really amps it up right yeah. whereas again going back to something like raiders where you know we have uh, i don't remember her name but the the actress who played marion you know 50 percent of her lines are indy indy, indy. <laughs> yeah. it's like well just there's only so much you can do with that well so we, you Which, know and she does a good job in the scene in the tent where she's mm-hmm. acting drunk yeah. and yeah. she's like karen black i think's her name i think that's it that sounds right but we have an episode on it but you know, right, you know, we're, but we liked her I'll a lot list it real quick we're, we're talking about love interests we have to talk about alton alan do or allison allison duty wow elsa elsa and um i actually really liked her character in yeah. this because yeah, she's Austrian. So, you know, she mm-hmm. basically is tertiary Nazi at this point. No, you know? no, no. The Austri- <laughs> Hitler's like, we're not going to go history, but here we go. No, World War One and World War Two is both caused by Austrian. You can definitely tell that she's opportunistic in the sense of, you know, like she's going to, she's a bad guy. But she has no problem swapping sides if, if it needs to happen. She she's going wherever the the wind is yeah. is going to take her to the most right, profitable. So I want an yeah. opinion from y'all. Mm-hmm. Watching it this time, I I saw something that I'm not sure I've seen in other watches. Okay, okay. When she selects the cup mm-hmm. for um, Donovan, 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 yeah. 
she choose deliberately chooses oh, 100%. a bad cup. One hundred percent. I don't think I've ever paid like I'm not paying attention to that sequence or whatever prior to this. But when that happened, I was like, I had the oh, same. She reaction. totally just double crossed him right here. Yeah, because. Well, Previous watchings, I just assumed she was a bad guy at that and point, just and know. she just yeah. didn't know. Yeah. Now this is the first time I had the same thing watching. I go, oh, like, she picked that for him mm-hmm. because like, she knew it was she, the wrong yeah. one. Maybe, yeah. maybe not knowing that there were going to be bad consequences for him, but just kind of having this moment of, hey, this is important enough. He shouldn't have it. Yeah. yeah. So she deliberately, and I think that that that's displayed well. Like if you're watching for it, it's displayed really well on screen. Yeah. yeah. And she does a good job with it. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she does a really good job. Like, I think, you know, in terms of like the scene where they're burning the books and she's mm-hmm. like crying and yeah. it's like, you realize that like, she's a doctor, she's a, or an archeologist, yeah. she's like a scholar. She is not the type of person that would be, you know, a hundred percent behind burning books yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and like in those kind of moments really do, like she did a, she did a great job. Yeah. And uh, like whenever you have these characters that are not like good people in character, mm-hmm. And they do it well. You're you don't want to like them because they're do they're being such a good bad guy. Yeah, yeah. They're doing such yeah. a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I don't want to move past performance without talking about River Phoenix a little bit. Um, I think he did a really good job as as young Indy. Oh, he's I great. Think his 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 charisma and his personality on screen and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like I don't know, just the way he he acted in that first yeah uh, you know fifteen minutes or it whatever belongs in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see why George Lucas saw that and was like, we should do a young Indiana Jones yeah. TV series. Oh, I'm sure. It'll be great. No, it won't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to score. I'll start off. Sure. It's great. It's phenomenal. <laughs> okay, no, no, like, there's not like, going to be a ton to talk about here. It's fantastic. This is, this is John Williams yeah. building on a fantastic base established by John Williams. This yeah. is like cheating it's like the the a, the, <laughs> the a plus student top of their class being able to to cheat off themselves in a test right? yeah like yeah. it's just it's not fair so you know my two favorite tracks for this for the whole album uh so we have belly of the steel beast which is obviously you know i mentioned it before so it's, uh it's the, it's the action the scene where they're in the tank it's, yeah. the, it's the kind of like kind of real hard boom but um the other one that i just absolutely love from this track is keeper of the grail yeah and mm-hmm. It, you know, it's 1989. We've already had um, basically all three Star Wars already come out. Yeah. And we have um, kind of a variation of Leia's theme for uh, this. We, we need to listen to that. And I bit. love it. Yeah. Let's play a little bit of it. Yeah, I mean, you get just a little bit of you it, know, it French almost, horn in there. It almost like, rises into Leia's theme, and then it drops off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this, like, it really sets the tone for kind of, like, the weight of the grail in, oh, like, well, throughout the film, because, you know, he, he kind of peppers it in there with leitmotifs, mm-hmm. and it's just phenomenal. But, like, especially when we, we hit, you know, the, the brother, the knight who has been there for mm-hmm. how, for hundreds of years. It's like 800 years, yeah. 700 years, something <laughs> like that. An incredibly long time, but it really lends gravitas to that character as like like the commitment and everything else like like the burden mm-hmm. right the weight of this commitment yeah and, just oof. sitting in a in a small room lit by candles he's that don't got, go out he's got you know one presumably a bible i guess that he's read through who knows how many times <laughs> probably I mean, yeah yeah that's uh no radio <laughs> no crossword puzzles no sudoku nothing yep yeah, but those don't, like look, those... don't look too hard at that bit. Yeah, not, <laughs> well, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that in plot. Let's not think but, about it too much. Uh, but yeah, like that that specific track is just is great. 
And um, John Williams did such a phenomenal job, and definitely in this era of music, but Mm. that one specifically really just really hits home because it really it does hit that emotional level that you kind of want, especially at this point in the film. Well, it's probably the the best song that was created for this movie that's not playing off. Yeah, of right. It's not, mm-hmm. not already just the Indiana Jones. And it also, again, represents the themes of the movie. It does. Perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's the perfect title track for this movie of like, this is the one you should pay attention yep. to. Of like, yeah. Steven, yeah. anything else to add on the score? <laughs> I mean, again, I, like I already said it. I started off by saying it's it's the, you know, top of the class student cheating off himself here. Right? Right. We, we see it right here with, he doesn't even have to go back and cheat off of the Indiana Jones theme. He can just go back and be like, you know, I wonder what I did for Star Wars. I bet there's some bangers in here. Nobody's seen that one. I'll just pull yeah. that homework out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about plot. Sure. Steven, you want to kick off plot? Uh, you know, like other than kind of, we, we've already mentioned here, the the, uh, the Grail Keeper kind of poking some holes in there. Not, just, not losing his mind over just 800 like, yeah, years. How are you not right. just absolutely, it's like you've seen the same interior of this room for 800 years. How are like, you not just insane? And as a kid, I thought he was like a ghost, right? I thought yeah. was, like Now I'm like, are they saying this dude's still alive? And he's just like <laughs> sipping on the grill once every hundred years or something. Just keep or, it going, yeah. Well, like, and, does he and, just stare at the wall at it? Does he count the grills? Well, now he did two. say that he can't go past the main seal, right? So that's so like, is he a ghost? So, well, maybe he just kind of like walks around and just okay. like like he knows all the uh, he knows you know obviously he, he, how he to can, walk. He can where, spell Jehovah. Yeah, he knows yeah. how to spell Jehovah. Yeah. So it's he's um, hopscotching through that room. <laughs> Forward and back, each <laughs> eyes closed. He's, he's just learning how to do the um, the little blades like perfectly. Oh, to where, yeah. Like that's his that's his like daily kind of routine. It's like every day's American Ninja Warrior for this guy. <laughs> well, he's well, just see, like, like training. See what you didn't, what you don't see on screen, but what we know for a fact off screen is his daily routine. He was clean shaven. He would just come up to the blades, just lean right, <laughs> just oh, perfect. perfect. <laughs> got it. And then as he got older, he was a little stiffer. He's like, I can't quite pull it off. Maybe we'll just have a goatee. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of even harder, probably. Yeah. Well, it's no, just, no. Really been so far. So it's like, well, we'll just, we won't risk that one. Well, yeah. probably the actual reason, though, why he has a relatively clean shaven goatee um, is the fact that whenever he drank from the cup, that basically locks him into that section of time. Oh, man. So wait, if you have a bad haircut when you drink out of the, oh, man, the grill, you're is, done? You're a, locked in with the bad hair? There what you go, man. Deal. Wow. Should have thought about that before you try to get <laughs> infinite life. Yeah, you drink and you're like, wait, I didn't know. I would have primped. <laughs> I would have gotten a fresh cut before I come in here. No. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, back to plot. <laughs> But yeah, beyond that, while Stephen dies, um, there really isn't like I I love the, the the plot contrivance of Doctor Jones sending his diary to his son, and then <laughs> yeah. Indy's just like, "I'm just going to bring it with brings me." Brings it right to yeah. Him. Well, of course. Well, why it, do you think I mailed it to you? I should have mailed it to the Marks Brothers. I also love that he he's just carrying his mail around with him on this adventure, like because he's got it in his pocket. Yeah. And he's like, "Wait." My dad sent me something. Well, like, and yeah, he didn't even take it out of the thing. No, he hasn't even opened this mail yet, he's, but he's still carrying it. Like, the, the whole front part of that adventure, like, oh, wait, hold on. I got some mail from Venice. Yeah. Oh, what do you know? It's just what I need. It's just what I need. But, like, also, they make yeah. you know, some fun plays, right? Like, early, you know, when he's talking to his class of adoring female students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's like, you know, X never marks the spot. And, then, yeah. of course, oh, they yeah. have X is the spot because it's Set up and pay off. And, yeah. like, and he's just like, X marks the spot. Set it up, set it up. <laughs> Bang it down, you know? Yep. Uh, um, just over and over. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I was also going to say I love the um, <laughs> whenever they whenever the Germans go to um, whatever country that like has like the Canyon of the Crescent Moon and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. they're yeah. bargaining for oh. um, Rolls Royce. Yeah, they just have a Rolls Royce there and he's cylinder. like, that's what he wants. Like, all right. And he knows like every, every fact, freaking, yeah, fact <laughs> yeah. about it. That was great. They opened up that, the thing of riches and he just like walks past. It he's like, like I'm good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, um, I also, you know, more subtle things, right. Kind of really emphasizing the, um, both resourcefulness and just like how good at this kind of role Indy is mm-hmm. when they're on the Zeppelin yeah, and they're having their casual conversation, him and his dad, and he's trying to, and know, he sees the, yeah, you see that the sun shift and he like looks at it and then his dad's kind of like, what's going on? He's like, they're turning us around. He sees the fact that yep. yeah. the, the shadows move like that immediate catch is is yeah. so good also <laughs> at 12 o'clock what what he's like pulled out his watch what happens 10 o'clock like, 11 o'clock 12 o'clock yeah fire <laughs> the uh the dynamic too though in the plot with like every scene where they 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 set up the the harrison ford and uh sean connery dynamic of like Harrison Ford's catching on to stuff. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, he sees the sun change. He yeah. he recognizes the dude's looking for tickets, you know, and Connery's just reading. And then he gets them out of this jam miraculously. You know, no tickets. He throws the guy <laughs> over the side. And then Connery's just unimpressed <laughs> with, like, any of it. Like, he's doing the awesome, like, motorcycle chase scene, and he, like, looks, looks at his dad, like, can you believe this? <laughs> he's just, so he's just, like, checking his watch. He's, no. like, adjusting his, like, you know, umbrella, and you're like... Are you not entertained? You know, <laughs> well, they have the bit where he like uh, wins like the joust. He looks down at his dad, like, "Look at me, I'm awesome." His dad just gives him this disapproving scowl. <laughs> yeah, it's like dusty or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, man. Or like um, the, the the bit right before that when he like tries to start the boat up as the diversion, and he gets in the, the boat? boat. He gets yeah. in the boat and he tosses him the luggage, and he catches. It. He looks like he's so mad, and he throws it back. He's like, "What are we not taking? What about the boat? Are we not taking the boat? Yeah. <laughs> no boats." Which is funny too, because like obviously that's a callback to earlier in Venice where mm-hmm. he had to get on the boat and had to have a shootout on a boat. He's like, no, no more no boats. More boats. <laughs> no more boats. Dude, that that whole scene in Venice though when the prop is like uh, oh, chopping yeah. the boat oh, up, yeah. that Drew, dude's got some Drew, great lines. Drew. Speaking, uh, to jump back to performance for a second, that dude, when he says... Uh, my, my soul is prepared to yeah. die. Is yours? Is yours? Right? How's yours? I think yeah. is what he said. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah, that is um, Kevork uh, Malakian. Yeah, yeah, he did great. Uh, th- that scene specifically, but it, back in Venice, also the, the X marks the spot. I love that idea of like oh, the library. He's hitting Doom. the thing at the same time as the 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 stamp, and then like again, there's just this hole in the middle of the floor. <laughs> so my yeah. um, so my dad loses it at that part with every stamp, time with every the time? stamp because yeah. it is just so it. It it's is just well done. great situational comedy. Yeah, because the guy like you know he like after the third time and he kind of looks at it and he just puts it down. He's like, "That was really weird." Yeah, <laughs> we're like any any normal person in any real real life wouldn't like be like, be "What's like, going What's on in the sound? other room?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and while we're on Venice, a real quick piece of trivia because you know they go underneath and there's all those rats yeah. down there. Uh, Two thousand rats <sighs> were bred specifically oh, for this oh, production. Wow. Because breeding was an absolute necessity, as ordinary rats would have been riddled with disease. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> they can't just go be like, let's go collect some rats. Like, think about <laughs> that though. Tuberculosis like, and hepatitis. And so, um, the the insurance plague. also didn't know how to like 
ensure that. So they were like, how many rats are you going to have? And Steven Spielberg couldn't give them a number. Like, I don't know. He's like, we're breeding the rats for the movie. Which also, what a job is that guy? Like, you're a production assistant. Like, um, your job is to breed rats for the movie. I'm going to what now? How do well, I do that? I don't know. Give them some go cheese, to the, go some to the wine. Pet store, you know, like, come on. But yeah, so they had to breed them specifically. So the insurance company was like, how do we insure it? And he's like, just say a thousand. And so there's like a line for like 1,000 rats worth of like liability or whatever on yeah. the contract or whatever. Oh, man. Yeah, that was nuts. Um, okay, any other plot? Not really. I mean, I, mean, I like the ending a lot. Like I like that, the well, whole idea, especially when like, the, the grail falls down in the hole and mm-hmm. she's going for it. And he's like, you, you, you can't reach it. Let it yeah. go. And she falls to her death. He's like, give me your other hand, sweetie. And then he falls and he's doing the same thing, you know? And he's like, well, because he has a little bit of longer reach. It's the greed of it. It's though. the yeah. greed. And it's the appeal. Like, yeah. The, and then you have that, that, that hit where they, all the, all the sound goes out. Yeah. Indy. Indy. Let it go. Let it go. And you're just like, there it is. Mm-hmm. Or he says Indiana, doesn't he? Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Indiana. <laughs> Let it go. And it's just like, yeah, that this the sound dropping out that really drives that home. It's like, yep. oh, yeah. Yeah. Indiana. We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> you are named after a dog. <laughs> I do like the uh the the three trials too. Like Yeah, the, they're really cool. The concept, yeah. 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 Well, well and, and like that's kind of the thing that um, I think a lot of the, or at least like Crystal Skull, whenever we, we get to that, we'll mm-hmm. talk about it. But, um, and I, what I'm assuming is Dial of Destiny, they're going, like, the thing that I loved about those first, like, obviously the main three Indiana Jones films yeah. is that they have really good booby traps. Yeah. And you, Dude, the 80s were just lousy with booby traps. They were. Like, they growing were. up as a kid, I thought, man, like, you got to, like, pay attention to what's on the floor. Yeah, yeah. I thought quicksand was going to be a much bigger uh, deal. Piranhas. <laughs> actually is. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so let's let's move, I guess, into entertainment. Yeah, entertainment. Oh, I think we all were very entertained by this here. movie. Yes, multiple I mean, times. I mean, we've been quoting it throughout. Yeah, uh, if that's yeah. not a sign, I laughed a lot last night watching this. Oh, um, you just watched it last night? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, I wow. wanted it to be fresh. I, I watched, wanted it to be. I watched it on Laserdisc like two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. Is that a brag? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It could no, be. Man. Is that a dig or a brag? I don't know. Is, that, <laughs> is that how long it takes to get laser yeah, tests? Maybe. But yeah, I waited because I was like, I want to watch like the night before. Yeah. So it's like the freshest in my mind. And uh, yeah, I, I is, again, the second they get together on screen, I laughed every scene. Well, because the dynamic changes quite a bit status quo in the, yeah. in the film, but then also just the dynamic of like the characters and everything, because you finally have someone to, to be Indy's equal. What you have never seen Indy cow down to anybody. Yeah. And he's like, yes, sir. You know, he's like, he, he like <laughs> bottles up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then that, you know, the fantastic sequence on the, on the uh, airship. And like, he's like, you know, well, let's talk. What do you want to talk about? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and he has nothing. And he's like, so we're good then (laughs) let's get back to work and it's like that's that craziness of like what you know what would he say in that moment you know like you didn't really have anything to say you're just mad about it yeah um i always got a kick out of after the entire like chase sequence where they they get out of the plane um and you know they're being bombed from the car oh yeah then the then one of the one of the guys in the tunnel just goes through passes by them in the car Uh, my wife was watching it. We both just started cackling because I, I forgot that when the dude passes, he yeah, looks, he looks at him. 
<laughs> so he, he hits the plane into yeah. the yeah the uh, the tunnel. The wings come off, and it's riding right beside their car. And he passes him, and the pilot just looks down at him, and, he <laughs> and then he explodes. That yeah, yeah that's great. And then. Um, you know, and then uh, Connery is like, well, I don't get any closer than that. And then the bomb drops and oh, then yeah. they go down. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> then they run down to the beach and um, and Henry Jones is like, I have an idea. And he yeah. uses his umbrella to create a bird striker, basically, <laughs> yeah. which I feel bad for the birds. Obviously, no birds were harmed in the filming of this film. But oh, yeah. um, it, it's such a good use of the environment. Yeah. That is really, I mean, because like bird strikes are very dangerous in yeah. real life for, for planes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and well, that and I actually had literally had pulled the quote up so I could get it right. Just like hit the incredible smugness of Connery oh. <laughs> when he turns and he opens his umbrella and looks back. And like I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees and the birds and the sky. Like, <laughs> look at what you can do with knowledge, son. And yeah. Indy's just like Jesus Christ, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. At least just he's so over it at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just so many scenes that are good. Like the yeah. whole tank interaction. It's like fun. It's Harrison just, Ford oh, doing nuts. his own stunts, hanging mm-hmm. on the outside of that, the the side gun barrel yeah. with his, like by his like backpack strap mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Inside, you've got this whole dynamic going on with, you know, Marcus and, you know, Henry Jones and like the, the Nazis and stuff. You got the fight on top and the tread. Mm-hmm. And then they think Indy's dead and yeah. then he's not. And he looks over at like, what are y'all looking at? <laughs> I guess if I was like, what are, we, what are we looking at? Yeah. Well, I love how Marcus is so disremoved from like the danger of like after um, after oh. he he fells the guy with the ink from the pen, he's like, "You get it? The pen's mightier than the sword." And yeah. it's just like it's so silly. Yeah. Because even, even before that, when when Henry comes down the ladder, he's like, "This is a rescue." And like they, they, they do the, the little like well, awkward it, greeting thing, yeah. like, to, like whatever. I don't know, like, inside joke. Yeah, or yeah it's probably yeah. just a secret handshake. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like it was it, taking their sweet time. But it this. makes you wonder, like, did they go to college together? Is that like the? I'm sure they. You know, yeah. yeah. There's some connection. Here. Yeah. yeah, but man, like, there's just so many good moments in this film. Yeah, and I do like that the the callback from so at the beginning of the film you have the prologue with young Indy, and mm-hmm. then you know he puts the the hat on, which now we know where he got this hat. Yeah, and, uh, and then, I don't. Okay, hold on. I gotta I gotta step in there. I watched that scene and I was like. This is why every modern movie is like, here's where he got his gun. Here's where he got his dice. Hey, remember how he got his iconic clothing? The whip gave him the scar on his chin. Yeah, Yeah. because it made sense (laughs) once. Once, and so, it's minor part of a major movie. Yeah. Talking about, you know, like I said, yeah. the, the opening sequence is a little slow for mm-hmm. me, right? The part that pays off immediately, though, is that head look up. Mm-hmm. Of like, to go from the, the young He's got to the, the smirk, the and he yeah. just gets immediately decked. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that transition, I was like, perfect. chef's kiss, like, so good. Yeah, and when, and I love, like, the immediate callback of, this belongs in a museum. So do you! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him over the side. Yeah. Like, in that, like, that whole sequence is actually really, really fun because, like, I know that that, you know, just like the way that they did that set where it can go back and forth and have thousands of gallons of water just being thrown right. on them the whole time. It's just, like, and it, you know, it doesn't really do anything else for the for the film beyond just like it just exists. It, it just exists. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just a fun, yeah, like cap in uh, cap to the setup yeah. opening scene. Yeah, yeah. What about um, anything else for you guys? I mean, like we pretty much hit like every single. I mean, just we've hit a lot bit. of good stuff. Again, we have the 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 double callback with you know 
uh, Indy brings the book. It's like, he's not stupid. Why would he think he would bring the book with him? And then you didn't bring the book. You did. Right. And then we immediately play that off into the Marcus Brody bit where he's like, he knows six languages. He has friends in every single town between here and the Sudan. You'll never find it. With any luck, he already has the grill. And then it's just like, cuts like, does anybody speak English? (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Nail it. Yeah. Uh, I do love, like, one of my favorite scenes is when they're tied up and Elsa is talking to Indy. Oh, Henry yeah. thinks he's talking. And that's when you realize you're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that, the way they play that dynamic is great. Then when he <laughs> gives him the lighter and he drops it and it's on fire, and they're like, they're having to hop around this room. And then they get to the fireplace and they spin around and nobody sees them. They spin the second time. And he's like, Alarm! You know? <laughs> That, that just whole sequence right there it's is great. Just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Indy, the floor is on fire. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's that great scene because, again, we just watched this person kind of dress down Indiana Jones. Yeah. Right? And then he was not concerned about him. He had the vase. And then he yep. said, I, he would not, never have brought my, you know, <laughs> book. So you're thinking, like, Man, is 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 Henry just this like hyper epic, competent, yeah. hyper competent? Yeah. yeah, and then you get into that scenario and you see him immediately, like he's just looking immediately at the, fail. He looks at the lighter, like the face Sean Connery makes is like, <laughs> oh boy, and then he's like, um, and he's like trying to get it, and he's like blown out, and it makes it go even worse. That that whole scene just great. So, yeah, yeah. But, there's so many scenes. In this I mean, movie. just I mean, again, part of that again. Uh, well, I'm as human as the next man. I was the next man. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. so many lines. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that sounds about like all we got to say about yeah. The Last Crusade. Uh, we, could, we could go forever. We probably we could go yeah. for a lot longer. <laughs> we should probably cut up there. All right, let's talk about our Patreon. Sure. Andrew, tell the listeners about our Patreon. All right, so for the low, low price of just $1 per month, yep. you can get access to all of our existing content, bonus episodes. You get one per month guaranteed. Yep. Possibly more. We don't know. It just yeah. depends. Depends on how much time we have on our hands. <laughs> how much weird stuff we want to talk about. Yeah. Like what does or doesn't deserve to be on top of a pizza. Yes. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, if Baja Blast is actually good. Yeah. You yeah. could, you we could did go, drink yeah, you a could lot go of listen sodas. to that. We, we did drink a lot of sodas that hurt our stomach. Please don't make us do that again. Yeah. <laughs> or at least choose something that's that less likely to have a war inside of our stomachs. Yeah. There's now, probably not many things that you could yeah. chortle down in that quick succession <laughs> that wouldn't like conflict somehow. So outside of bonus episodes, we also do have um, basically every couple months we have Patreon picks episodes mm-hmm. to where, yeah. um, we, you know, we will uh, pick a category, right? Yeah. And a then theme, we will, will, a theme, and then we will list a couple things that you can yeah. vote on, and then that will be an exclusive episode for Patreon listeners Yeah, that well, will eventually early, be listened early access. Early access it will be yeah. eventually uh, released into the main feed at some point in time yeah we have a poll up on patreon yeah. when we do those we leave them up for like a month and you can vote and again anybody at the one dollar tier can get in there and vote so if you yep. want to you know affect what will be on this podcast that's where you can do it you can get in there vote for something you like and then again patrons get you know early access to it for a little bit and then when it hits the main feed everybody gets it yep there you go it's a win-win yeah <laughs> But if you can't uh, spare the dollar, we totally understand. There are lots of other ways you can help us and support us. Uh, we would love a review anywhere where you are listening to podcasts. If you want to, you know, leave us a five star rating, leave a say, say some kind words, yeah. uh, share us with your friends. You know, you see us on social media. You know, like, comment, subscribe, share, subscribe. It's we not don't, YouTube. We don't. We don't have YouTube. It's but not YouTube. I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere, somewhere. on Captivate. Or yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, if yeah. you see the word subscribe. 
mirror our podcast. You should probably just, just, just start hitting it. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> you know. That sounds about like all the time we have. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Andrew. And I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended. <laughs>